The Hammer, Chapter 35 Corvin jammed his long pole behind the topmost tier and vaulted out over the steps into the water. Dropping in feet first, he turned and swam down. A severed tentacle floated up toward him and he knocked it to one side. Grabbing Sark's arm, Corvin pulled him toward the dark opening where the water creature had lived. Hopefully it had fled the battle or had been crushed when the stage collapsed. The dead weight of Sark's body dragged behind him, but he would not let go. His lungs were almost bursting as he surfaced in the small cave. Pulling the limp form behind him, Corvin swam to the closest shore and pulled Sark up onto a slab of rock that hung into the water. Water trickled from Sark's mouth, but his friend didn't cough or move. From the cuts and gashes on the lizard, Corvin had no doubt that Sark was the reason the water monster had released him and Tirith. It must have been quite a battle for such a small creature. Tears fell as Corvin sat beside the body and stroked the ridges at the back of its neck. Across the pool, something splashed in the water. Corvin glanced up, expecting to see a tentacle reaching his way. Instead, he found George standing at the bottom of the narrow stairs, black knife in hand. When I saw you dive in, I should have known it would be to help to save that evil creature's life. He helped me to save Tyrus' life, Jord, and the Chief Watcher is dead. Jord picked his way around the pool toward Corvin, his eyes flickering to the dark water. I saved Tyrith. You? You were helping the palace guard drown our priests. He drew near. I don't understand what the Chief Watcher could have possibly offered you to help him destroy us. Surely you didn't hope he would give you Tyrith. I've never talked to the Chief Watcher, Corvin replied calmly. Ask Tirith. She'll tell you that I saved her life today. Jord planted his feet in front of the stone slab. I will ask her, but first I will make sure this creature is dead. He pointed at Sark with the black knife. Corvin looked up at him and leaned in closer to Sark's body. I won't let you touch him. He's a good friend and has saved my life more than once. Then he has deceived you for his kind only serve their own selfish purposes. Corvin looked at Sarek. You told Madame Torig not to judge too quickly, yet you do the same thing. This creature has a good heart. If the hammer were here, I would swear on it that he is not evil. What you swear makes no difference to me, Jorid's face twisted. What you believe may feel true to you, but there are some things that do not change. The Watchers are all evil, and the only way to protect the Corps is to make sure they are all dead. This one already is. Even as he said the words, Corvin thought he felt Sark's spines tickle his palm. Jord's heavy boot stepped onto the rock where Sark lay. I will spare your life, Kalian, in return for saving my life at the bridge. But I will not let you go until I know this lizard is dead. Their kind are masters of deceit. Corvin stood to his feet and stepped in toward Jord. When you choose to judge someone before you know all the facts... You act more like the chief watcher than a new high priest. Anger flashed in Jorid's eyes. He grabbed the collar of Corvin's cloak and Corvin wrapped both hands around the wrist that held the knife. Locked together, they stood over Tsark's body. Jorid pushed forward and his weight tipped the stone slab steeply toward the water. They both looked down as the lizard's body slid slowly down the rock and quietly slipped beneath the dark surface. Jorid, are you down here? Tears words floated down the stairs. Did you find him? Corvin pushed himself away from Jord's blade. Don't let her see you, Jord hissed. She believes in you. It would destroy her to know that you were helping the chief watcher. But I wasn't. Trust me in this. Tirith will lead the Corps now that her father is dead. You must leave here with Kate anyway. Seeing you alive will only confuse her. He put his knife back into its scabbard. 
Hide behind the rocks until we leave. Do this for me, and I will help you escape the core and return to your home where you and Kate belong. It is the only way to save Kate's life. A shaft of blue light probed the shadows of the cave. Corvin nodded, and Jorad whirled around to make his way back to the stairs. Corvin retreated into the darkness of the cave and crouched behind a jumble of rocks. The blue glow filled up the cave as Tirith descended the stairs, the hammer at her side. She smiled at Jord, who took her free hand and helped her over the broken steps. He is not here, Tirith. She gazed out over the surface of the water. He must have seen a priest fall in and jumped in to save him, just as he saved me earlier. Her fingers brushed her lips. I don't even know his real name. I didn't even get a chance to thank him. His name was Kalian. Kalian, precious one, Tira said softly. That's a good name for him. I felt something for him I can't explain. It was like my connection with Terran, and I was sure I would see him again. Jord glanced in Corvin's direction. He is gone, Tirith. He was sent here to bring the hammer back to us. That was his mission, and thankfully he completed it before he left us. Left us? I don't think he's dead. With Terran, I knew he was dead, but with Kalian... Her voice trailed off as she searched the surface of the water. My father believed Kalian would be our Corvan. She lifted the hammer and looked at its glowing words. Her face looked tired and much older in the blue light. Now some are saying I should lead the people. I don't think I'm ready. The burden of leadership is great, Tirith, but I believe you will succeed. You are much stronger than you know. But am I wise enough? All my life I've been pulled in different directions as people have used me, used my position as the high priest's daughter to their own advantage. Now that I have the hammer, the stakes are much higher. The deceit will be more subtle. Jorah gently pushed the hand, holding the hammer down to her side, and then cupped her chin in his hand. I can help you to know whom to trust, and I will be at your side supporting you. You know I would do anything for you. Tira smiled as she looked into his eyes for a long moment. Jord leaned in closer as if he would kiss her. A sharp tug on Corvin's hood almost made him cry out. He whipped around and looked into Gavin's smiling face. The boy pulled on the sleeve of the gray cloak and motioned for Corvin to follow. Corvin nodded, but as they moved into the shadows, he turned back for one last look at Tirith. There was nothing but blue ripples on the water. <laughs>